Well, guys, whether you're ready or not, it's that time again. Here we go. A winning maggot hole, get in your face. Say that hole. Say that. Say that. Say that. Say that. Jose that. Jose that. Jose that. Jose that. Jose that. Jose It's here. The season is upon us. Officially starts this Thursday, the 2022 season for the LXG. This is year, is this year 11 or 12? 11? Uh, yeah. 2010. Yeah. I kind of, kind of, kind of always throws me off here at the end because I'm like, there was a year that kind of didn't count and did count. Mm-hmm. And there was a year that we didn't have a champion and. Uh, who knows what Two to years. expect? Yeah, but not champions. Yeah, technically, technically, unless you count COVID last year, because they fully on that. They fully on. I that guess program. COVID was the champion. Yeah, undefeated. So we'll hope well, that doesn't happen again. I fingers crossed it doesn't. Um, we did speak a little bit about it, I think, during the draft, and mentioned that we will con- we will maintain the IR slots mm-hmm. for players. But the goal this year is to have everything count. And unless we see any other reason that keeps it from counting, um, i.e. me coming in last place, because that's right. totally, it's totally a COVID year. It's going to have to be. Uh, speaking of, uh, we're going to take this in the format of talking about each team based on the week consensus power rankings that uh, eight of you submitted. Uh, sorry, Andrew, the one year I asked you to do it, you gave me completely random numbers and told me they were random. And so now I don't ask you anymore, um, which I think is fine. Although I do hope you're still listening. We're going to start with the consensus last place pick, um, just all done by averages, and then work our way to the league's favorite. So if you haven't heard your team yet, as we go along, it means uh, that we like your team and it should build some suspense. We will also touch base on some of the other questionnaires that you, some of the other questions that you threw out to the league, uh, who are the best teams and why worst teams and why, as well as the best and worst values. So we will roll those into the teams as we're speaking about it. Um, But yeah, I mean, this is going to be a general kind of week one draft recap. No games have started. So it's really just focusing on the teams and I guess trying to wrap our heads around what happened at the draft this year was definitely Definitely interesting, right? I mm-hmm. mean, half the league at home on computers and the other half the league uh, nursing a hangover and then the one random guy peeing in the curtains in Las Vegas, uh, yeah. which surprisingly wasn't Maori. No. No. So good just, job. Yeah. Good job, Maori. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I say uh, with without further ado, I mean, this, this first episode tends to be a little bit longer because we've got a lot to talk about, um, and especially since this draft was a little more fragmented. We didn't have the chance to, to get together afterwards and talk over stuntman shots and, and such. So uh, this will probably be a little bit longer episode. Um, and obviously going forward, we will continue the uh, seemingly never working trend of trying to get the podcast down to a more manageable chunk. Um, but hopefully this year with schedules lightening up a little bit and, standardizing somewhat we'll be able to get these out a little bit more often um, just to keep everyone engaged and and have fun so 
yeah, without further ado, let's let's take it away. Um, I yeah. will go ahead and pass the baton over to you and let you talk about the number 10 team because uh, it's got my name plastered all over it. It sure does. Uh, ranked the worst team by three of the eight rankers. Uh, no one had it higher than six. We have the Necros. Um, Ouch. Ouch, guys. I, yeah. Um, I think the case for the league is pretty clear um outside dalvin cook running back is kind of a shit show um while you know i love terry mclaurin as a one he's not necessarily stacking up with your Devonte adams uh, and your calvin ridley's your metcaps um julio you know wasn't great last year we don't know what tennessee's gonna be um Goddard might still be in a timeshare. We just don't know. There's some lottery tickets, but I don't think anyone was enthused about any of them. So like Chase Edwards could work, but uh, I don't think anybody loves Chase Edwards. And I think overall, that's kind of what the problem the league had. The reason it couldn't ever get above a six is because it's hard to look at the roster and really see a lot of guys that you really wish you had on your team on the roster. Um, and then on top of that, knowing that there were $18 left over, I think people see that like if you put $18 into any given position, you end up with a noticeable upgrade. And so they're seeing this as a $180 team that's just as hard to stack up against the teams that got valued at 200 or more. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, that's the thing I could, you know, we, we talked a little bit and, I don't want to turn this into a me defending myself because I could do that all day. Um, but a couple things that I just want to point out is uh, some of the comments I was looking at. Uh, I don't like the Necros lineup. He didn't start spending until way too late in the draft. Um, and then there was another comment. I really don't know what Sean's draft strategy was. When I saw him saving all his money, I at least thought he was going to do something. Um, but I'm not sure what he was waiting for. Um, and those are the uh, bridged comments. But... Uh, you know, those those two guys, I mean, are absolutely correct. Um, this draft, I've talked to you about this a little bit one-on-one, um, -on -one, but my role in this draft uh, was, was, was so many hats that I wasn't – I had a hard time really being able to focus on strategy when it came to the draft. Um, between – you know, being the the IT guy um, and the auctioneer, as well as a timekeeper, you know, every round was was determining who was nominating next, uh, then picking a player. Uh, I felt like I was auctioneering in so many of these, you know, in so many of the auctions. Um, I then had to input them into the board, go back to my sheets, mark them off, and you know, by the time I got all that done and was really able to soak in what happened uh, a large you know a large part of these picks did get away from me um on top of that you know i, I will say this for 180 dollars um and looking at my sheets I, I did not based on the values that i set up i did not spend more than i had for any single player so i basically got 221 dollars worth of players for 180 dollars um, you know, after the Dalvin Cook pick, which I fully expected to go higher than $71 because this league always spends more for the number one and number two thing, it caught me off guard and I wasn't able to rebound. So 
a lot of it was, you know, I sat for a while and started taking values where I could and where I wanted. So it came down to me basically being able to batch pick the team that I wanted. Um, I like all of the guys on my team. Um, so being able to batch pick them works out great because I end up with a team that I actually really like. Uh, it's just a matter of whether or not I'm correct on their performance for the year. So, you know, I, I get there's a lot of hate. I think I was I, I received two of the worst uh, worst deal players. Um, one of them being someone put Callaway for nineteen dollars, which. I mean, if you're going to argue that having $18 left over was a bad deal, then yes, I get that. But um, but thinking that I actually paid $19 for Callaway uh, just means you're dumb. So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one off. Um, I had someone said McLaurin at $32 was a bad deal, and I mean that's fine. You know, at, at that point it comes down to rankings. Uh, McLaurin was my wide receiver eight on the board, and I had him at $34. So. All things considered, yes. If I had that $18 back, could I turn that around and plug that into a, a wide receiver too that I would have been happier with? Absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. Or tight end. I mean, there's a number of things I could have done, but you know, hindsight being what it is, I think the one thing that I learned the most this year is one, never to trust trends in the league because you guys are inconsistent as fuck when it comes to how much you're willing to spend on positions. Um, but two is that when it comes to draft day, um, that I need to make sure that I've got time for myself um, to, to focus on my team as well instead of worrying about all the other shit because I figure that stuff will happen. You know, I mean, those things are going to take place regardless of how much I'm involved. Um and I mean, I'll take it, you know, I mean, three people thought my team was the worst. I didn't score higher than a six. I had, uh, mm -hmm. and then, but I mean, three seventh place and three ninth place. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, only the season, only the season will tell. So, uh, just know all of you guys that, that hated on me, I'm coming for you. Uh, speaking of <laughs> having people rate your team last, uh, the other team that racked up a lot of last place finishes was the Bukaki. Uh, the only reason that they're not last is because uh, Kyle rated them as high as three. Um, and who else rated them high? Uh, Hot Pockets. Rated Hot Pockets. At number two overall. Which, you know, um, I'm going to go with. Uh, I trust the rest of the league maybe a little bit more than those two. We'll talk about uh, some more weird idiosyncrasies with those two as we go. But uh, they just were a much higher variance team. The Bukaki actually had the highest variance in terms of two people having them extremely high, the rest of the league having them extremely low. Um, uh, you know, I'm obviously biased here in that I think it should be really low. I think this team has one running back and one tight end and not a whole lot else. Galladay might not do anything this year. He's already hurt. Chark might not do anything this year. He's already hurt. They're both on bad teams. Neither played in the preseason with their new quarterbacks. Uh, there's no bench. Swift is already hurt. And who knows if he ever really claims the strong alpha position. Uh, the bench offers nothing by way of replacement. I mean, You've got three guys that are already hurt and you've got no one on the bench that can replace them for week one already. I mean, if there is a single bust or new injury, which you can basically count on, 
this team goes from bad to absolutely dreadful. Yeah. So speaking of with, with the rankings and these variations you're talking about, you know, I spoke, my team was, was rated last place by three, uh, received three of the last place votes. Bukaki actually received five of the last place votes. The only two teams that received last place votes were Bukaki and myself. Mm-hmm. Um, however, other than the five ninth place votes that he received, he did get uh, one eighth place vote. And then, yeah, Hot Pockets gave him second place and Kyle gave him a third place. I don't know. I, you know, I mean, I it makes me wonder, uh, you know, is that just a, a, a difference in how much you like players? I... I want to say that part of that just alludes to the fact that some people were less prepared and aware of player status and injuries mm-hmm. and things of that nature. I feel like part of it's got to be that. Um, but I mean, everything you said was right. I, 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 I like Chubb. I I'm higher on Eckler than most. I think Mike Evans is a suitable wide receiver one, you know, the, but if you look at his, I mean, quarterback is a wash, right? I mean, Justin Herbert will get beat by Derek Carr some weeks. And quarterback yeah, it's a low ratings. end of wash, too. I mean, yeah. a lot of the QBs are the same, but I don't think anyone would offer Herbert offers any safety that anyone else in the league's quarterback offers. He's certainly the riskier of one of the top 10 guys. Yeah, and I think I think your point, you know, was correct. The Outside of Mike Evans, the wide receiver play gets very sketchy. Um, and then the lack of depth. You know, I think I think people want to focus on obviously spending dollars in your starting lineup, but if you're drafting players who are already injured, you know, or questionable, um, and then you've got no depth behind them. And and even at that point, you know, you're not taking high upside guys. I mean, I guess the idea that Jalen Rager could be a thing is a thing. I mean, you know, there's hype around Russell Gage, right? But is Russell Gage, you know, are you, are you ever feeling good slotting Russell Gage into anything other than a flex position for the week? Even if he's the alpha. Yeah. Even if Ridley goes down. Right. And cuffing wide receivers is not a thing, people. Yep. Yeah. So, um, so to speak to, let's see. Um, so, yeah. So Bukaki was voted worst team overall by five teams. However, he did have uh, two of the best, uh, best picks. He got two votes for best value picks. Um, one of those being got Chris Godwin at $18, um, which mm. wait, no, that's Kyle. sorry. Um, and also spoilers. Well, Holy fudge. Okay. Uh, does he have, he had one swift vote. I just I want you to know I've got so many spreadsheets open know, right now. I feel like but, I'm yeah. He had one vote for Swift as the best buy, which uh, I'm a hundred percent confident that person did not know Swift has a groin injury that might limit him severely down the stretch. Absolutely, absolutely. That but I do also. I'm going to not explain anything past this, but I do want to say part of my dissertation was about how group averages obscure. Uh, individual variability in a way that's problematic. And this is a good example where more people in the league actually think Bukaki is the worst team, but because of the extreme variance of two people, it obscures that at the uh, group averages level. And that's why it's problematic to do averages, but we've done that here and moving on to the next averaged most liked team. Before, just before we get away, I do want to point out that 
that Bukaki did receive uh, one vote for the worst value of the mm. draft with Nick Chubb at $55. So, yeah. Um, I disagree I, with that. I, yeah. I, opinion I worth mentioning. I disagree yeah. as well. And it's especially when, you know, again, we just touched on it briefly as I was talking, but the fact that the running backs were valued so much less this year than at least the top running backs, that top yeah. tier. Um, the top guys all for, went for cheaper as well as the wide receivers, which we'll definitely touch on as those guys show up on teams. Yeah. Um, the next roster is actually one where I split from the group quite a bit. Um, so let me have you talk about the uh, adorable puppies who came in seventh here, and then I'm going to make the case for the puppies. Okay, uh, let's see. So puppies. Um, sorry, I'm 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 reverting back to my ways during the draft and trying to ah, trying to try to do too much. Things. So yeah, so puppies were the consensus number eight overall team. Uh-huh. Um, oh, it, sorry, not seven. Did I say, yeah, we're, I we're said seven. Seven. you were right. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, and so my personal rankings had him at seven, um, but he got one, two, he got three eighth place votes, uh, was ranked as high as th- third overall. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to kind of run down the makeup of puppies, I, you know, uh, puppies has a couple things going against them, right? Uh, it's Andrew's team. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's a, there's a built-in bias, Against that, especially by certain members of the team. Um, But I, but I also see, you know, with his team, there is some good, Um, obviously, you know, having the number one tight end and Travis Kelsey is great. Um, Lamar Jackson is a, you know, top five quarterback for what that's worth. Um, but when you look at his receiving core, Metcalf, Cooper, and Brandon Cooks is solid. Um, I mean, I don't know anyone who doesn't love DK Metcalf this year. Um, Amari Cooper, just uh, Amari Cooper, I feel the last couple of years has kind of sailed under the radar, even though we're a homer team. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Amari Cooper is not the the flashy newness that lives in Dallas. Um, but, you know, that and dealing with some injuries, but as a wide receiver, too, is is awesome. The the glaring the glaring issue with adorable puppies team, um, if you know we can talk about depth um, with the bench, um, and especially uh, in regards to running back, uh, I, I think a lot of the variance comes in how you specifically feel about these running backs because you know Mixon as running back one, Jacobs as running back two, and then Gaskin as a flex. Um, how do you feel about them? That's that is gonna that's gonna sway you one way or the other. If you like Joe Mixon um, and trust him as RB one, that's great. I think so many people have been burned by him over the last couple of years, and that's kind of tough. Um, and then Jacobs and Gaskin are both suitable um, with workloads, but it's very volatile. So I, you know, I think there's just the, those question marks there. And then backups on the bench behind that: AJ Dillon. Devin Singletary, Jamal Williams. I'm sorry, Daryl Williams. Uh, there's not much upside to those guys, really. So, I I'm I'm fully in line with with the league and where we voted. Um, but I'm definitely curious to hear your take as to the, the 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 values here. Why why should why should I be higher than a seventh place finish for the adorable puppies here? Yeah. So I've got him as high as as four. Um, okay which there was two of us at four. One of us had him at three. Um, so basically Lamar is a really high floor quarterback. And that is all, I mean, if he gets hurt, frankly, it's a 10 team league replacing quarterback is not that big a deal. It's the Mike Vick principle. He's going to give you enough rushing weeks that even if he gets hurt, 
you win so many weeks just off 40 point Lamar games that that's a great way to go. I've always been a mix and believer. Um, I just think he's good. And I mean, three different Bengals wide receivers got drafted. People clearly think this team is going to have a better offense. Um, so you just can't help but benefit from that. I, in all fairness, the two of those were drafted by one team. So, well, so there's only there's two teams. There's you go <laughs> just by ADP. They like they're going this year. Does Tyler Boyd? Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Is he, but late, but he. But goes. yeah, that's fine. Um, and so Jacobs, I think you know there's workload there. If you're going to mm-hmm. say David Montgomery is okay, I think it's hard not to say Josh Jacobs is okay. I think he's a better running back anyway. If I, I'll be I, in a worse position. Yeah, I absolutely like Jacobs. Metcalf is great. If Metcalf finished number one, I don't think any none of you should be surprised. He is that good. Um, if it weren't for Lockett, if he were getting the Devontae Adams workload, I think he would be the number one wide receiver. Cooper, you're right, has flown under the radar. You can always replace wide receiver three. Now, I don't know that Andrew can, but you can. <laughs> um, just, there's, a, there's always a thousand wide receiver threes. Right. It's, you know, I mean, look at the wire. Last guys year. on the wire now. Lavisca Chanel last year was a thing. Claypool yeah, came just, up off the wires, and I think it, Marquise that's... Brown is one of those guys. Mooney is potentially one of those guys. Singletary for a dollar is just hard to hate. I mean, he's got a workload. We know he's got at least fifty percent of the touches. He's not going to be that much worse than Gaskin if you need to fill him in. I think Darrell Williams is an okay enough stash, and I think he does get work. Beasley should just get dropped, but that's actually more depth than most teams have. And as we talk about some of these other teams, I mean, some of these teams just don't have any depth. And so while this depth isn't great, I still think it's better than the league average. Okay. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think you're a little more favorable on the depth uh, than, than I am, but, but that's okay. Um, I mean, I think, I looking, you know, when you look at it as just one team and you kind of tend to forget as you get into these other teams, um, I I do forget how little depth there is in in some of these teams. Um, Devin Singletary would be the fourth best running back on a lot of these teams. That's that's, not included. He may be the third best on some of these teams. Yeah, he might start. Uh, (laughs) But, but yeah. And I mean, yeah, obviously we'll, we'll speak to that a little bit more as we go team to team. Um, but well, I mean, speaking of, um, let's go ahead and move on to Jazz Cabbage. Yeah, so Jazz Cabbage, uh, seventh overall in the rankings. Um, I think he scored as high as fourth, um, which would have been my pick. But he had a couple fifth uh, finishes. Um, yeah, I think. Uh, uh, let's see. I'm trying to see if we've got anything notable. Um, nothing notable as far as best or worst team. He was very, very middle of the pack, um, Mm -hmm. on a lot of these teams. Um, do you agree? Yeah, but in a weird way in that his team is just not at all middle of the pack in its construction, (laughs) but it's middle of the pack in terms of where it lands, but it's super high variance. I mean, every Mm -hmm. single one of these guys is the all hype team for this year. Kyra Murray is all hype. Now it might pay off, but it's all hype. Robinson is, I think we all think not that great, but the workload is great. And Justin Jefferson is still only in his second year. T. Higgins is in his second year. Debo is in his second year. Mm-hmm. Pitts is a fucking rookie. Chenault is the all hype guy. Jamar Chase is a rookie. I mean, he's got Trey Lance, 
just hanging out. It's just, it's an extremely high variance roster. I think when he wins games, he's going to put up 140 points and you're going to be fucking pissed because you ran into the buzzsaw. And then he's going to put up 60 the next week and Andrew's going to win because it's always Andrew that gets that luck. And this is the team that's going to do that. And now Trey Lance came because he, uh, yeah, you know, well, let's, so to speak to, speak to Trey Lance, because he didn't draft. Oh, Trey that was Lance. a pickup. You're right. Yeah, it was a pickup. But, it does up, speak but to just the hypeness of the roster. Yeah. But so, so that pick uh, was made possible by what I, what I consider the best value of the draft. Um, so we can talk about this so that Lee can, can pick. Uh, Michael Thomas for $1. Uh, you you absolutely hate the pick. I do. I think there's no way you keep him on your roster for eight weeks until he starts again. And even if he does, this guy's kind of a knucklehead, and he wasn't that great when he was playing last year anyway. We've played this game with Josh Gordon where you figure, I'll just hold him for eight weeks, and then I'll have a wide receiver one. And it just never seems to work. Um, you know, these guys coming back from injury, when they do come back, you can't start them right away. They get hamstring pulls when they do come back. You're going to have more injuries that happen and you're going to need that IR spot. And so it looks fine now, but I think it's really hard to keep through the bye weeks that start really pushing on your roster. Yeah. And so I, I, and I disagree. And, and my, my thought is this for, for $1, you get Michael Thomas, you immediately move him to your IR slot and you know, whether or not you need another IR slot is going to be hit or miss, right? We see a lot of teams who do, um, but we see a lot of teams who can make it six weeks without needing the IR slot. Uh, you know, the IR slot uh, may end up being for, uh, oh, LaVisca Chenault has a high ankle sprain, and so I'm going to move him to the IR slot. So, you know, am I going to drop Michael Thomas for LaVisca Chenault? Um, my argument with Michael Thomas is this. So, Last year, he played six games and was absolutely terrible. Uh, he, I think, had he went out week one and then missed like five or six weeks and then came back. Um, I think he had two weeks that he put up over 100 yards, no touchdowns on the year. Um, and that was last year. That was with, you know, poor Drew Brees play and then Taysom Hill later in the year. Michael Thomas, if you look at the years leading up to that, the – Three years leading up to it? Is it three or four? I, I went and looked at the math, and it was four years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Michael Thomas averaged over 1,300 yards a season and eight touchdowns a season. Um, we know that Jameis Winston is going to, Jameis Winston is capable of providing top 10 wide receivers. He's done it in the past with Tampa Bay. Um, I mean, Evans. Godwin. Um, so it's, it's, it's a thing that's capable of, um, I, I get your point about, are you going to be able to sit on this guy? Um, and my thought would be most teams. Yes. You know, it, you've got all these bench spots and you've got a lot of guys. I mean, think of guys who throw a handcuff on their bench, you know, uh, I've, I've, I've drafted David Montgomery and I'm going to handcuff Damian Williams and he's just going to sit on my bench all year just in case. So it's, 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 is it worth it to you? You spend a dollar on this guy who's got top 10 wide receiver upside. Um, it's a matter of, you've got to make it a point to keep him on your bench. And I think you go into it knowing that if I hit on this dollar player um, and I end up with someone who's capable of putting up wide receiver one numbers, then great. Uh, but I, again, I, I see your point. 
how far how long does yeah. it take into the season to get there the kind and of thing that's really easy to say in the preseason but i'll just do it mm-hmm. and it's really hard when you don't have your tight ends on by you've got two other guys that are injured you have to pick up a tight end to play this week that's when it gets tough and i think when it's week four thinking about four more weeks that's when it gets a lot more difficult i think michael thomas might be a value for someone i'm just not confident it's going to be the team they're on right now and by the way, we've seen this. Nick yeah. Chubb, if you could have held him all year, would have been great. Nick sure. Chubb did not perform for the guy that drafted him. Same with Odell Beckham that year. And granted, those were examples of rookies you couldn't hold, but the principle is mm-hmm. the same that, like, when push comes to shove, it's just hard to hold these guys. Yeah, and that's fair. But when you look at a team that's, you know, got Randall Cobb taking up a bench spot, <laughs> Listen, you know, <laughs> I no mean, no one who's on Drew's roster right now is safe. But yeah. I don't think that bodes well. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's more uh, it's more a knock against the the team makeup than it is Michael Thomas specifically. But but yeah, I mean, I you know, I, I think I I I like him for a dollar. If you've you know, if you've got the ability to sit on them, fine. If not, um, Drew, just drop them and I'll pick them up uh, week <laughs> four and figure it out later on. Uh, so the, but yeah, uh, outside, the next most high variance team. Uh, uh, just real quick, oh, want to yeah. point out that um, that he also did have two of the worst picks, uh, two of the mm. votes for the worst value. Um, one was Kareem Hunt at ten dollars, and I feel like I need to. Uh, let's see, that was who said that because I feel like that person just doesn't know who Kareem Hunt is. I mean, Rosen does, but okay, Rosen does. Um, I you know I'm I, sure I his argument is that ten dollars for any handcuff is too much. I think we would both agree that. Cream Hunt's worth a little bit more than that. I agree that Cream Hunt's hard to start without a Chubb injury, but ten dollars doesn't necessarily bother me either way. Yeah, yeah. Although as your RB four, God, I'd much rather have an RB four. I felt better about starting, but that's again a problem with most teams in the league. So, would you let me ask you this? Uh, who would you rather have for the entirety of the season, Kareem Hunt or Raheem Mostert? Hunt, Hunt, Kareem Hunt or Damian Harris? Harris. Okay, I'm just. Those are guys who I've got around him um, yeah, in in my personal rankings. That was a uh, uh, Harris right before him and Mostert right after him. So just yeah. kind of curious as to where he fell. I mean, I think yeah, hands down, Hunt is the most valuable valuable handcuff. RB two at least. Yeah, yeah. and he's got some value on his own. Yeah, I, I mean a flex. Yeah. Uh, the other the other knock was um, James Robinson at eighteen dollars. Yeah, Mowry forgot how many wide receivers we start. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Mowry Mowry thought eighteen dollars was too much to spend on your third running back, which is odd because you know he's got DeAndre Swift as his third running back, who's a starter. James Robinson mm-hmm. also a starter. Uh, weird to knock someone for spending $18 on a starter, but I think Mowry forgot that we can start three running backs. So I, you know what? I will say this as I'm, as I'm looking through the, uh, the teams, there's only one other team that spent nearly that much on their third, uh, third running back. So that is the highest price paid for an RB three. The next closest was $17. I think that's a knock. No, 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 no. Receiver three is like, (laughs) No, I'm, uh, yeah. And not, not saying that it's a bad thing. I mean, obviously 
you know, I mean, though, he, well, I, we know he forgot because he said there's already two must start RBs on his roster and paying that much for a third guy who likely won't see much time mm-hmm. means that he forgot that he could start all three of them because of course he's going to see much time. He's going to see all 16 games that he's healthy to play. Yeah. But it is interesting that the common. worst, worst value picks are running back three and running back four for the team. So, right. Um, also, well, you know, one thing we kind of glanced over as we were talking about adorable puppies in the number eight position is that they also received a vote for the worst value in that uh, they paid five dollars for the Steelers defense. Oh, yeah, so, not that there's it's a the whole equivalent of like a tenth round defense, which yeah, yeah, here. yeah, which you which is that. funny because I'm pretty sure the the person that that vote came from has has not has drafted a 10th round defense in snake draft. Yeah. Um, Although it's been a while to be fair. Yeah. The rest of us have learned the auction has opened back up the early round defense in a much more veiled. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I mean, yeah, I think, I don't think anything, anyone spent over $3 a defense last year, or the year before, yeah. um, which would have been the same this year, except for uh, Steelers who um, really actually have a, not, not, a, the, not the easiest start of the season. So yeah, um, but yeah, I think you know we've already we've already spent more time talking about that than I planned. I just I wanted to make sure that we did. Yeah, talk about so that. We'll move on to the uh, hand grenades, which were the other highly highly variable. Uh, a handful of people love them, and you're wrong. One of them is mm-hmm. Kyle, who is just so consistently wrong on the power rankings that it makes my head hurt. <laughs> um, and now hand grenades were actually uh, tied for fifth place yes um, but because of the the deviation um yes because there was so much more variability in their rank i bumped them lower because of less people uh more people thought they suck than didn't and so to me that that loses you the tiebreaker yeah although kyle and uh kyle and and rosen both had them as their number two team yeah and Which so I guess that shit is <laughs> well, absolutely fucking clown shit. I, here's the thing: the argument. I'll, I'll make the argument for, and then let you uh, let you answer yeah. that. So we're starting off with King Henry at running back, mm-hmm. um, and then running backs two and three are Miles Sanders and David Montgomery. So mm-hmm. a lot of this is going to be how do you feel about them? So right. I know hand grenades had Montgomery on his uh, his glow up at the end of last season, and is hoping to uh, go ahead and carry on with that, and hopefully it works out because his running back depth outside of that is. Uh, handcuffs and Kenyon Drake, Kenyon yep. Drake, uh, who I can't even say his name right. Uh, but he, Josh Allen at quarterback, you know, who's consensus quarterback too, um, in a lot of uh, a lot of expert opinions. Uh, he did manage to snag one of the top three tight ends with Darren Waller, um, and then wide receiver core of Adam Thielen, Tyler Lockett, and Michael Gallup. Well, star. just just talk about what you like, and then I will all. Um, well, man, you know, I, I was supposed to be the, uh, yeah, devil's no, you have here. to be the good guy. You're good. You don't have to talk about it. Um, Derek Henry's a good running back. He's performed well. Yeah. All right. That's go ahead. Yeah, All right. I mean, yeah, I know that must I, be why yeah. it, it's the running backs on this team do have volume. Mm-hmm. The issues with the team are. You drafted all three of your handcuffs, which is absolutely fucking insane. But talk about like petering out and just Googling the depth chart and then taking those guys. That's what Alan did. Wait, 
but he didn't. If you're going to make that argument, then we've got to point out that he didn't even really do it right. It because... was. That's also a problem. In that he didn't <laughs> get the right um, here's my larger problem. Uh, he's got a wide receiver two, a wide receiver two, and a wide receiver three on their real NFL teams. Like, you don't even have an alpha on their own team on your squad. That sucks. There's potential for all three of those guys to just blank you for a week. Thielen got incredibly lucky with touchdowns, and Jefferson was not who he was at the end of the season at the beginning. I own mm-hmm. Thielen. I know. Thielen is also blank you sometimes. Thielen's also 30 years old at this point, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. And he's starting to fall apart. And then Gallup is like a distant third on a Cowboys offense. And on a Cowboys offense that is God. only good if Prescott is well, one through yeah. four Prescott I don't think, last year. I think we've all been burned enough to just go whole hog on the Cowboys. Um, I mean, Waller's clearly the tight end three, so cool. The running backs have volume for now, but I don't think anybody really thinks those guys are good. The bench is just a fucking disaster. Um, I mean, all the backup wide receivers are just pure Deshaun Jackson types. You never know when to start them. Sure, they're going to blow up on your bench sometimes. All in all, it's just not good. It's not good. I think Allen will win some weeks, but it's not what you want. Yeah, I mean, I, I will. I, I will say that this is. One of the, in my opinion, and obviously this is coming from the guy with the worst team in the league, so take it as you will. Um, this is the weakest draft um, I think I've seen from Allen. Allen typically mm-hmm. does tend to get more depth. Um, and I really feel like all he did with this draft was basically like blow up all of my best ball picks mm-hmm. um, for, our, for, our, for, for our side bet. He's got um, a great best ball team. He absolutely does. And I mean, here's the thing. I will say, I, I, I like, I like Tyler Lockett. Um, obviously Waller. I like, I like Henry Ruggs. Um, but, but I like Henry Ruggs when I don't have to rely on him. On knowing and, when to start him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm not a, a Miles Sanders fan. I'm not a David Montgomery fan. Um, I don't, believe that Josh Allen's as good as he was last year. I could be completely wrong. I've been betting against Derrick Henry for years and will continue to do so until he peters off and then I can rub Same. it in everyone's face. So yeah. there's there's a lot of bias um in this one. I can see I, I can see the world where people do like him. Um but I mean you know people are wrong a lot of times awesome. too. So and more um, people I think saw through this roster than not. It's worth mentioning uh, both Allen and myself uh, voted Josh Allen as the worst uh, purchase in the draft. Yeah. Not because we expect him to be the worst quarterback, uh, but I think he objectively is the worst purchase because he went for $28 and then every quarterback after him went for 18 or lower. Um, and so, you know, I think we, we could all say, Josh Allen is not Mahomes. He does not have that floor. He's only really done it once. Right. And to fall off $10 from the next guy and lower is just something you can't know when you're bidding on a guy, but the market completely fell out of the bottom for quarterback after he spent that $28 and the rest of his roster suffered for it. 
And quarterback was another one of those positions. You know, we we talk about um so one of the things that I factored into into my rankings and and I spoke about when I talked about getting a $221 team for $180 um, was, was my personal values um, for these individual players. And, you know, I, I keep track of what the league spends, you know, since we've been doing the auction. And when I speak about how we spend a lot less at running back and wide receiver, um, you know, in that, in that way to those values, some um, that was at the increased spending for quarterback and tight end. So when, you know, when I'm putting these teams together and ranking them, you know, that by spending up for who was my number three uh, wide receiver, I'm sorry, my number three quarterback and my number three, I'm sorry, number two tight end. I actually had Waller ahead of Kittle. Um, But, you know, Josh Allen, I had as my number three quarterback at $16. But because quarterbacks, the top quarterbacks went so much higher, um, I mean, that's, you know, that's a huge hit. Uh, you know, when you look at Kyler Murray um, at $18, that Allen pick does feel like it was an overspend. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, you know, maybe that could have helped later on. But, you know, we can, again, we can talk about hindsight, you know, all day when you're in the middle of the draft. It's a little bit different. But I did find it interesting that there were, that Josh Allen is the only value that was cited twice by two different people as being the worst value of the draft. So. It's also worth mentioning, um, of the eight people that responded to the survey, half of them picked their own buy as the worst buy, um, which is kind of insane. As you all know, I ask you not to rate your own team. Uh, Part of that is because everybody ranks their own team in the top five. But it's also, it's, it's an interesting contradiction that half the teams thought that their own purchase was the single worst purchase of the entire auction. And I'm fully confident that you would all put your teams in the top five. So just consider that. It's an interesting uh, bit of psychology inside the league. Uh, speaking of really expensive quarterbacks, Coonsy uh, makes it into the top five. Mr. Domestic violence is a top five power ranked team this year. Mr. Texas Tech himself. Mm-hmm. Um, who is, you know, who, uh, again, I don't think he planned on owning Mahomes for the, uh, Oh, absolutely. Did. He said <laughs> Why do you keep letting me buy this guy? Because um, you spent $35. So, so yeah. So, so interesting, interesting about the DV here, um, who are domestic violence again this year. He, uh, oh, finally yeah. quit, uh, quit worrying about what, uh, what Chad at the gym, uh, grunts at him during his, uh, bent over rows. Um, domestic violence tied for fifth place with hand grenades, but they were one of three teams that received a overall number one vote. Yeah. Did you know that? Did you know yeah. that? That the mm-hmm. domestic violence uh, was voted number one by none other than the uh, the cock and schloppers. Which, again, just really clown rankings. I mean, no one else had them above four. I think four and fives are fair, and there's mm-hmm. quite a bit of fours, fives, he, and sixes. Well, he, yeah, he had, he had one four, uh, two fives, two sixes, and a seven. Um, and then Kyle's insane. And like, I don't want to take a negative slant on this team per se because it's a top five team. Yeah. But I do want to say that a team starting Leonard Fournette and Tyler Boyd in week one can't be your number one team. It just can't be. It literally it can't be your number one. So his his the argument was that uh Kamara and Mahomes alone 
as long as they stay healthy, will will carry this team to the playoffs. Um, and he quoted a decent supporting wide receiver. Um, sorry, yeah, decent supporting wide receivers. Who per, I'm uh, guessing per, per personal communication, Kyle thinks that Mahomes and Kamara are going to combine for at least fifty five points every week. Mm-hmm. So Mahomes is going to have a thirty point week every single week. And Kamara's going to have a 20-point week every single week. Yes, if that happens, this will be the number one team. But that will not happen. Look, I'm, I'm all in on DV through his first five picks. Um, I uh, Let's see. I'm trying to remember where I personally rated him. Um, I had him sixth. So I had him, I guess I was right there, you know, with, with the league average. But, yeah, I mean – Camara at $58 is a steal, and I love the guy. Yeah. Mahomes is, you know, you get what you get. I mean, Mahomes has a solid floor. You know, he's he'll he put up a couple, you know. He's good. Games he's the, the best teams. quarterback. Yeah. But how many times did he score over 30 points last year? Um, you, want me, you want me to tell you? I just want you to guess. and then I'll Oh, tell. okay. Um, how many times did he score over 30 points? Yes. I would say twice. So it was four times. Okay. And if you round up, it was five times. Okay. But it was not 16 times. How many? That's absolutely fucking <laughs> bad shit. How many times did he score under 20? Uh, once. Okay. Twice. So, twice. He scored 12 once. Yeah. He might have he'll, he'll give you one or two of those. But I mean, the idea is that that he's good for 20 to 25 points. He's the best quarterback. It's just that having the best quarterback does not win you a championship. We know that. That's just like an empirical truth. And so for Kyle, thinking that that will be the case is insane. How many? Kamara's value really will change throughout the year. I mean, he had a week of five points. He had a week of 10 points. Another week of 10 points. There's 11 in here. He's good. What did did he put up week 16 after the season uh, had finished? Do you remember that Christmas Day game? 53 fucking points. But no one got those points. Right, right. So the idea of, you know, he puts up 20 points a week. You know, I mean, he put up more than 20 points, one, two, three, four times. It'll happen, but it yeah. will not happen every week. Two players right. will never be enough in this week. And right. so it's just, Kyle, it's just bad logic. It's Especially with the flex position. Logic. Yeah. And then you know what if you know we've you know something that we'll we'll touch on numerous times again is is you know speaking depth yeah you know for you know for as as much as people want to hate on my team you know having Will Fuller as a wide receiver on my bench easily feels so much better than AJ Green or TY Hilton or Devontae Parker or Tyler Boyd who's in a starting lineup yeah you know um, yep. and then again Running backs, you know, you, you're right. Uh, Leonard Fournette, like, I don't As know. A week one starter is, I mean, yeah, it's bad. I mean, Javante Williams, you know, you hope he is what they say he is, and if yeah. so, then at best he's running back by committee. Mm-hmm. Um, Latavius Murray is no longer on a team at yep. the moment. Philip Lindsay is like one of four new running backs in Houston. Mm-hmm. And uh, Malcolm Brown is a person who exists in this universe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's. Uh, <sighs> I, I mean, will say the top three picks are good. The top four picks are arguably pretty good. 
Yeah, even Mark Andrews. I, you know, Mark Andrews. I mean, they just they just spent fifty six million dollars on Mark Andrews in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. So I, I like if I could have done anything else with my extra eighteen dollars, it probably would have been paying up and grabbing Mark Andrews and just letting him fly and not worrying about tight end. I mean, I had them right at five. You had them right at six. We still like this team better than a lot of teams. We mostly just need to put Kyle on the ground over this because it's not number one. But I don't yes. think either of us hate the team as much as we've just yeah, yeah. to yeah. like pile on Kyle. <laughs> so, Kyle, fuck you, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. So, it's such, so, a, such a bad take. I want to apologize to Joel for making it seem like we're dogging his team. Uh, really, this is more a critique about Kyle. Um, yeah. And it is your team. I think this is, you know, it can't be you, Trollboy. Trollboy, you understand why it can't be you. It can't right. be you. We're not doing Trollboy. We're not doing troll boy. All right. Uh, on to, so we're, we're getting into the top. On, four. on to the actual top four. Troll boy. Let, me, yeah, <laughs> let me, let me, let me rub my hands together in anticipation. Uh, <laughs> rounding out the top four. Um, God, it's the, it's the predicted playoff teams. The predicted playoff teams is the hot pockets. Yeah. The hot pockets. Um, so hot pockets had, one, two, three, four, uh, fifth place votes. Um, and he got a second and a third place vote as well. You actually were second highest on his yeah. team. So I'm going to let you, uh, let you kick this one Make off the case. Yeah. I, uh, I, I wish I didn't like it as much as I do. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I had Aaron Rodgers as my number three quarterback. So like factor that bias in, uh, as much as I don't, let's not talk about McCaffrey. quarterback. Let's not talk about quarterback because we know how easy it is to replace a quarterback. It is, it is, and and I think weekly it's it's a couple points advantage. How um, do you feel about that Rogers to Robert Tanyan stack though? It's great. I mean, Tanyan's fine. Tanyan's the same as everyone who's not a top three tight end. Um, McCaffrey and Barkley are the kind of guys that I didn't want on my team because I'm really worried they will get hurt but that I really fear when they're on other people's teams and right. going up against me in the lineup. And that really is Moise's team. It's a bunch of guys that I don't necessarily want on my own team, but that when I play him and I see my players lined up against his players, I'm going to be fucking terrified. Christian McCaffrey absolutely could be the number one running back. No one would be shocked. Barkley could easily be top five. No one would be that shocked. Now there's reason that they might not be, but yeah. that potential is there. The, the biggest I reason... The Con biggest reason being that they've got two good ACLs between the two of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, McCaffrey was an ankle, right? That's a. I, I think it was his entire lower leg. Well, either way. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. we'll see how that goes. I mean, it, no it, one's really worried about him for this year other than that he could get hurt again. But like, frankly, any of the running backs. Could. Right. Yeah. Having two wide receivers on the team, team same team is not great. But if it's going to be a team, the Rams are probably the team you would do that. Beckham is another one of these guys like Barkley that I think is really risky if I own him, but if you worked out for someone else, well, that's fucking fantasy football. Uh, Jerry Judy, I think, was a screaming value, especially with Bridgewater as the mm -hmm. quarterback. Mostert, again, is the kind of guy that if I own him, he gets hurt me too, but when Moise owns him, he will be a sneaky value all year <laughs> in a Shanahan offense. Um, I think he actually has surprisingly good depth. I mean, Juju's Got a floor to him. Robbie Anderson, I think, was a great pick. Jalen's got upside. Um, and then, fuck his last two bench spot. Running backs, he will trade them out. 
I think it's a solid team. Mm-hmm. It's again, I would be really nervous if it were my team, but when it's someone else's, I think it's really good. Yeah, I, I agree. The upside of McCaffrey and Barkley, I mean, hey, here's the deal. McCaffrey and Barkley could easily be the best running back tandem in the league. They could also, you know, both get injured and Moise is in faggot contention. Yep. Um, his his wide receivers, I think you're right. I, I will say that I do not like Woods and Cup. Um, I think, you know, there's there's a couple other teams that if I'm stacking wide receivers on that I want the, I mean, you know, Tampa Bay, uh, Dallas, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's a couple other teams that I would prefer um, other than, you know, Rams with Stafford in there. Um, I like either one of those guys, um, but both of them on the same team would, would scare me. Um, you know, if, if you were to take, if if it was Robert Woods as your two, Odell Beckham as your three, and you know, and say like a I don't know Justin Jefferson or something as a one, then like that makes this team look so much more fearsome, um, in my opinion. But overall, at wide receiver, I I do like his depth. I mean, you're right, Odell Beckham as your four. I guess technically your three with Judy as your four. Um, Juju is going to be uh, probably worth every bit of five dollars. Um, and I like Robbie Anderson. And like you said, Waddle's got some upside. I think wide receiver, he's got some depth. I think the thing to watch with this team is injuries and in-season management. Um, I, he's got a clear road to the playoffs, but I think it's going to take some in-season type stuff. And, you know, that may or may not be one of Moise's strengths. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. One thing Moise is not, uh, he's, he's, he is not, uh, against making trades so i think that'll be you know one of the players to watch uh trying to strengthen some teams especially with some of the bench depth that some of these teams have um you know maybe able to make a play um but i i i think i think the four i think the fourth place is fair um so i'll i'll give them that. the straightest line to the playoffs like, yeah. if no one gets hurt this team wins a lot of games mm-hmm. but that's what's risky here. Yep. Um, so now we are into the top three. Yeah. And just to mention Saquon at $44 did get a vote for best value of the draft. Um, yeah. I mean, Saquon, obviously his, his injury had him moving down draft boards. Um, I had him at, uh, at running back eight for $48. So again, just to show kind of where these running backs were going in comparison to the values I expected based on league history, um, but it turns out when you spend 48 hours prior to the draft uh, drinking frozen alcoholic beverages out of big plastic tubes, uh, everything goes awry. Um, I think but, the next team is, is a great example of historic prices getting blown out of the water to a team's benefit. Yeah, the, the next team, the number three team, is definitely one of the uh, one of the top two teams in the league when it comes to uh, last minute canceling, uh, making it out to Vegas. Mm, yeah. uh, and that it's team would be you. Yeah, the Nevada Rate Babies. Now, to be fair, uh, I, I, I do have a doctor to show for it, so that uh, makes it you know a little better. Yeah, but, yeah, but you, one would hope the doctors are better with time management going forward. Oh my God, so. no. That is not within my Dude, set the check your calendar, boy. Check your calendar. You know, uh, so yeah, not, not the COVID <laughs> year, yeah, it would have been planned out better. 
All right. Um, so, so the Ray Babies come in at number three. We're ranked as high as number two, um, as low as number eight because Joel hates you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, two, three, 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 four. Very much, you know, right there. Um, also, I think. Oh yeah, no, just Joel. Joel, what are you doing, bro? Yeah, Joel just didn't. He doesn't like your face, boy. Yeah, I like your face. Um, so yeah, so number 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 three, um, you cleaned shop when it came to best values. Oh my um, god, of the I draft. Have... Um, yeah. So I'll I'll touch on those and then run down your team and then let you speak to it. Yeah, but yeah, so we had um, best values at uh, at Clyde Edwards Lair at fifteen dollars, um, Deontay at ten dollars, which. You know, it's hard to disagree with. Deontay's a good football player in real life. And Melvin Gordon at $5. The uh, forgotten Melvin Gordon who lives on in fantasy thanks to your drafting. Um, but, yeah, I mean, when you look at your team, I've, 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 been the, uh, I've, I've been a beneficiary of this draft tactic um, in that you just grab two really amazing wide receivers. Um, mm-hmm. You grabbing the number two and number three, Stefan Diggs and Devontae Adams. And, and my ranks, heck of deals. Number one and number three. Yeah. So you had Adams over Tyreek. Yeah. Which is debatable. Which is, yeah. It's like it's, a 1A, 1B game. Yeah. Yeah. It's fully fair. Um, yeah, the, the biggest the biggest benefit I think Tyreek has over Devontae is that he stays on the field more often. Devontae likes to get little stingers and, you know, he'll sit out a part of the game. Yeah. But yeah, we're splitting hairs because when he is on the field, he's like the best football player that ever existed. Um, but yeah, so we got Devonte Adams and Stefan Diggs, Deontay Johnson and Brandon Ayuk are interchangeable as a three. Ayuk's a second year breakout candidate. Deontay Johnson's a target hog. Um, and then way down, you've got Corey Davis, uh, who is another target hog who, you know, can, who could considerably have a better quarterback this year and also no Adam Gase in, uh, New York. Um, and then Michael Pittman, who's another second year breakout candidate, um, running backs, uh, obviously, well, Russell Wilson, you know, uh, great middle of the line, you know, quarterback, Noah Fant, you know, same value as every, you know, as half of the other teams at tight end, you know, the glaring, the glaring issue for you is going to be running back, but there is obviously a, a foreseeable path, um, where you've got some, um, potential breakout here. The big thing that hurts obviously was the JK Dobbins, um, yeah. pick. Um, so, I mean, I'll let you speak to that for a minute when you take over, but you, you got Clyde, who's a clear cut starter. He's going to get the carries on the team. Melvin Gordon, who's definitely not going anywhere. He's in the last year of his contract. So depending on how they use him and he's, again, he's just, he's a good, he's a good enough running back. Uh, Gus, you know, you, you were wise in picking up the Gus Edwards, um, pick who uh, totally went Tanya Harding on every other running back in Baltimore. Um, and then I love Trey Sermon and then yeah. two other guys who I could give or take. Um, but yeah, so you tell me your team. I had you, I actually, when it came to the dollar values, um, I had you tied at number one at $221 uh, because you picked all the wide receivers I like. But yeah, uh, you, yeah. tell me, I mean, tell me about getting, you. Getting three votes for the, the best buy. Um, yeah, I mean, know. and they're they're arguable. I mean, they're arguable just because sure. to get someone cheap doesn't mean it's worthwhile. But I'll, in this case. <laughs> but, but you will wear that. You will wear that badge like it's the uh, like it's a second playoff, like a second uh, Super Bowl. Right, right. Sure. yeah, preseason draft winner. Um, <laughs> I, so this team is the reason that many of the teams before this we've been talking about their lackluster depth. I think that's because all the depth 
is on my and your rosters. And <laughs> one RB2 and fucking four RB3s. Four of them. Mm. So all of those teams that don't have anyone outside their starters, this is why. I just fucking gobbled up all those guys. Now, the cost is I don't have the true one. So this is a team that gets better as the top 10 running backs get hurt. And they tend to get hurt. You know, Kamara goes down, McCaffrey goes down. As those guys drop, as Derrick Henry gets hurt, having this just gluttony of RB3s starts to, like, filter up into the starting lineup, and that's how you win later. I think this team might start a little slow, as is expected, but as the right lineup kind of eventually rises to the surface and it gets a little more clear who to start in what matchups, there's a ton of potential here. Um, while I think depth didn't hurt a lot of the teams based on the rankings, I think in general, people did rank me higher just because of the sheer gluttony of depth. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. And, you know, to, to your point, having a team that gets better as the year goes on um, is, is ultimately what you want because it's easier to recoup from early losses, um, especially when there are still valuable players in the waiver wire um, so yeah, I mean, how many times have we seen a team start out one and four, um, be able to make a couple roster moves, a couple trades, you know, you, you speak about depth and, you know, it's just, it's just screaming for, Hey, you know what? Uh, I'll give you, I'll give you a valuable player for Troy Sermon and, and Deontay Johnson. Um, you know, so you've, you've got some fodder that can be used once these injuries start playing in. So yeah, I, I think my my initial look at your team, um, because of my personal thoughts on some of the running backs, um, it hindered it. But because of the values you values you were able to get at those positions, you were able to stack depth at other places. I mean, you don't have a wide receiver on your bench who costs less than five dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Pittman, I think he had a couple dollars left over, but. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I mean, there's there's obviously a reason why so many of the league, um, except for Joel, liked your team. Um, so yeah, and uh, the draft software was fond of it. I mean, a B minus is yeah one mm-hmm. of the it's 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 the kind of grade befitting of a doctor, right? <laughs> right. Yes, <laughs> the solid B minus. <laughs> so, uh, now the uh, the top two teams here were very much the consensus top two. Absolutely. Out of, out of the eight, out of the eight teams um, that we got results from um, seven of those votes were for the top two teams. And the one that wasn't was because what's well, because is because Kyle decided to just fuck around and Kyle's wife, wouldn't, at the wall. Kyle's wife wouldn't let him vote for one of these two teams. So, right. um, so, <laughs> so at, number, uh, at number two, at number two, <laughs> And number two, we've got uh, my uh, my number one team. They're my number two, but we're uh, yeah, they're but, almost. But they're but they're both, they're almost everybody's number one or two. Yeah. Um, is the Buffalo Jockeys? Yep. Um, which was you know interesting thing about Buffalo Jockeys is that even though they were number one overall, they've only they got one vote for best value, and that was Ryan Tannehill for a dollar. Yeah, um, which I agree with. I've I've used Ryan Tannehill streaming, and he's absolutely the best quarterback ten in any league. Um, but my argument for the jockeys is that I think they've got the most well-rounded team. Um, yeah. Weakest position is QB, which is easy to improve on. Yep. 
improve on. Uh, his running back tandem is top five in the league. Um, his wide receiver core feels like there should be consistency with Hopkins and Robinson, um, mm-hmm. but also has uh, those guys have a uh, high floor, but also have a huge ceiling potential. Um, mm-hmm. And then you throw Lamb into the mix. And if Lamb is as good as everyone wants him to be, um, then that's scary. Um, tight end, I mean, is, is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I was looking, I don't have a single starter. Uh, so my personal rankings, when I look at his team, the lowest I had any single starter on his team was ranked 12th at their position. Oof, yeah. So, I mean, Good. yeah, yeah. Hand, hands down, I guess, I guess what it goes to show is that when, you know, when all you've got to do is get up and roll into your, you know, roll into your office with a sports coat on and nothing else. Um, you got, you're able to focus on putting together this monster team. Yeah. Um, outside of, outside of running back depth. Um, I don't, I don't see any real glaring issues. I mean, Devontae yeah, the, bench, Smith and- the bench does need an overhaul. Um, but I think that just the starters are so solid that it was mm-hmm. hard to knock the bench too much. It, other teams that had no bench also, I was much more shaky on their starters Spending up on CD Lamb should have hurt him, and it just seems to have not. I think he needs to work on running backs throughout the season, but frankly, most everyone does. Um, it's just, it seems like it's going to steamroll its way to eight or nine wins, mm-hmm. unless it just has disastrous luck, and everyone seemed to see that path. Yeah, well, I, I, I think with, I mean, with his bench depth, I mean, I, I think. Devonte Smith has some potential upside if he's mm-hmm. near as good as he was in college. And then, I mean, honestly, Antonio Brown for $4 may end up being like the steal Not of the bad. draft, yeah. you know? Um, but you're right. I mean, running back outside of, I mean, a, a, an Antonio Gibson injury or Antonio or, or Washington just being bad yeah. um, definitely skews things, you know, it, mm-hmm. depending on how you feel about Mike Davis and, you know, you shouldn't feel great about him. But yeah. as RB2 with the rest of that team, I think it's got some potential. You know, backup quarterback and a backup tight end and a dollar Elijah Moore are easily droppable mm-hmm. um, to pick up the hotness on the waiver wire. So, yeah, I, I knowing knowing Rosen's capabilities for in-season management and him playing the wa- waiver, I find it hard to believe short of disastrous season-ending injuries that this team doesn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Which is almost certainly what will happen, but we don't know that yet. Mm-mm. Um, so moving on to an even more solid roster somehow, mm. <laughs> despite his inability to rank anyone else's team, mm. he seems to have put together quite a good team for himself. And so Kyle, it's Kyle. It's Kyle. For those of you who are bad at subtracting members of the league, Kyle's the one we haven't talked about yet. It's Kyle. Kyle's got the best team. Yeah, so run run through run through uh, Kyle's team, and then um, I'll point out a couple of the uh, the comments um, yeah. because Kyle got four of the eight first place votes um, yep. with jockeys receiving three, including and, um, both of ours. No, I had Rosen oh, at one. Um, not yours, but, but we've got mine. enough, we've got enough, uh, got enough blurbs. So, uh, yeah, if you want yeah. to talk about Kyle's team, and then I'll read so, the blurbs, uh, you know. Dak's a top 10 quarterback, at least Maybe. this year. Um, Maybe. I mean, we're assuming. If not, he'll pick <laughs> up one of the others, and it really doesn't matter. Yeah, Trevor um, Lawrence. It's not a linchpin at all. 
Um, Jonathan Taylor, I think we all expect to get a lot of volume, even if it's a bad team. He's James Robinson. Najee's actually the same guy, except he might be good. He's got James Conner in the starting spot right now, which is kind of clown shit, but it's fine, probably. But really, this team is about the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. He's got three top 10 wide receivers starting in week mm-hmm. one. That shouldn't have been allowed, but Godwin at $18, which is my vote for the single best purchase, yeah. even if you don't love Godwin, even if you had Godwin's depressed in your values, you probably didn't have him outside wide receiver 15, in which case he's got three top 15 wide receivers. Again, <laughs> it's insane. I've got two of the top three wide receivers, which is cool. But my wide receiver three is nowhere close to Chris Godwin. That's insane. And to get the high volume backs that he got paired with this wide receiving core, Mm -hmm. it's just hard not to rank these starters outside the top three. The bench is fine. Tevin Coleman is a starter, at least for now. Mike Williams and Curtis Samuel are like decent upside twos. Um, The rest of the bench will get replaced. It's mostly about these three wide receivers. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Godwin, both Godwin and um, Godwin and Prescott uh, were picked as best values. Um, you know, obviously if, if Dak is healthy, $8 is a steal. Um, I guess the, the question being whether or not you believe that I, I, I don't, um, but, but I'm not, I'm, I'm wrong a lot of times. I mean, I've only, I've only won the ship twice in this league. Um, so yeah, so I, I definitely have been known to, uh, come in fifth place many, many times. Um, but yeah, so, so just a couple of the blurbs, um, I thought this one was interesting, uh, balanced. Well, good values because everyone was too scared to spend money on this draft. Um, (laughs) which I mean, I, I don't think anyone was scared to spend money. I mean, well, it is worth mentioning. I meant to mention it when I talked about my team, but the, Top wide receivers all did go for less than they ought to have had. Yes. I didn't want to go wide receiver, wide receiver, but Devontae Adams went for $7 less than he would be expected to based on a ranking slot. And mm-hmm. Diggs went for like 6 or $7 rest, less than he would be expected to based on ranking slot. Even yeah. if you have them at two and three, you probably don't have Diggs below Ridley in case, I mean, your ranks would have to be pretty fucked. Um, so they just like, I mean, mathematically, they went for less. And I remember Kyle made some comment about, like, do we have a $300 budget this year? (laughs) No, dude. They went for $7 less than last year by spot. That's less than usual. We spent less on the top guys. Why were running backs included? Mm -hmm. And I know you've you've already touched on your speaking points about three top 10 guys at wide receiver. Running backs didn't suffer. Um, Rosen's comment was that Kyle's either going to blow up with all that young talent or perform poorly uh, looking at Najee. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of the running backs are tricky. I think we just Mm -hmm. generally like their outlook, but you're right. They are a rookie and a second year guy. Yeah. And I mean, we just, you know, I mean, we, we automatically assume that Najee is going to be getting old school levy on workload. Um, and I mean, you know, Connor, his first year in had a solid year, you know, Taylor is, is expected to have a solid year behind the O-line and, you know, when's supposed to be back week one. So that does look favorable. Um, the other comment, easily the best top three wide receiver group, solid RB one and two, assuming Dak plays like he was early last year. I don't see how this team loses much, if at all depth is middle of the pack and probably on the lower end of that spectrum across the league. 
but minimal to no injury questions on the majority of his starters helps alleviate that. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we, we've talked about this. You know, you can't – predicting injuries is not a game that anyone's going to win. Um, it could happen to anyone. So, I mean, I think I, – I do think the running back depth, you know, behind the two starters is – I mean, it's questionable. Like, yes, uh, you know, Coleman's a starter on the Jets team. Um but e- even then, you know, you you take a hit at what would be RB two because Najee or Taylor with their volume could easily be put up RB one numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's there's obviously a clear path, and and again, Michael Williams, um, Curtis Samuel, um, you know, tra- I mean, Traquan again, just blowing up my best ball picks. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he got the best grade uh, according to the draft software, um, as well as I'm sure you know probably a lot of other ranking systems. Um, I had his value at two hundred and eight dollars um, out of you know the the out of my values, um, and he was the number four team in the league at those values. Again, which you know we're interesting, um, but we're we're skewed just based on the value. Anyone who came in with those like second tier running backs ended up getting a screaming value, um, and to be able to knock that out with those three starting wide receivers uh, is pretty pretty solid. All right. Well, that will do it for yeah. the first part of the year. So if you've made it this far, banana hammock. You agreed or disagreed uh, doesn't really matter because this is our podcast and uh, we say what we want. You can't change the rules just because you don't like how we do it. <laughs> if I want to come then.